0: another episode of Breaking into Cybersecurity, where we share these stories of individuals who have broken into cybersecurity within the past five years. If you're joining us on LinkedIn, you will find Kim Kennedy's Kim uh, profile. Kim is joining us today to share about her journey and all the amazing things that she's done uh, for those of you joining us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that notification button. And then for those of you joining us on Twitch, comment, follow us, join us, love, love to share with others. And now on to the star of the show. So Kim, tell us a little bit about your background and where you were before cybersecurity
1: absolutely um thank you chris for having me on it's been a long journey and it's not over Um, so my original background is actually in accounting and hr Uh, i was in it for years because as a woman i kind of just fell into that trap of hey i Get an office job and i knew i didn't want to work in a bar restaurant when i was 80. so um i decided to get an office job when i was about 18 and i continued to work in offices and do other stuff because it was accounting can get kind of boring. And so um, I also like to work with smaller companies because accounting is boring. I got to learn a lot of different skills uh, when you work with smaller companies. And so um, for a long time, I was in construction accounting. And so I, have you know, read blueprints and OSHA certified and drive forklifts and all kinds of crazy things. And um, I was laid off back in 2008. And two thousand nine or 10, uh, back then. Um, and it was the first time I went back to school and finished my AA in accounting. The second time I went to Costa Rica and started learning Spanish because again, I'm in construction. I was in Florida at the time. So I thought, you know, that's a useful thing for my resume. Um, and you know, I just kept going, man, something's missing. And I finally switched over to an MSP. Uh, oh gosh, I should know this, I want to say it was like around 2015. um, And that's what really solidified the fact that I loved technology. I have always loved technology, but um, I was in the wrong, you know, I was doing construction accounting, which was fun in its own kind of unique way, but uh, being laid off so many times uh, back in the big depression. And unfortunately it looks like, you know, we might be going through that again very soon or is happening currently. Um, I hope it's not nearly as bad as it was back then. Um, but I loved the MSP, but there wasn't a technical position for me to really go into. And, um, I've always been told, um, you know, like you're, you're not part of the money making business units. And so I, although I find that weird, I think a company should think holistically. If one person doesn't show up for an accounting job, you don't get billing done. If the salespeople don't sell, yes, you don't get money, but if I don't collect it, you know, and so, uh, again, it's just kind of how we look at businesses as a whole. And I, I really think um, that's kind of what's wrong with part of a lot of companies is we don't look at it as a whole. Um, if your engineers aren't doing their job, if you know anybody stops doing their job, your business falls apart. So yes, we're all part of a money making business unit. And um, however, that being said, um, because I always held second jobs a lot um, on the side. So I've been a chef, a personal trainer, Um, I mean, just all kinds of weird things on the side, just to keep my like brain going. And so at the MSP, um, I loved doing a lot of the things that I was doing and it just really kind of drove me. I wanted to be on the technology side. I wanted to be more involved and kind of learn more. So I went into sales. Um, so if you guys want to know how to like fail and keep going, uh, just do what I do. Just keep going. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um I so I went into sales. I finally thought I landed the the ideal gig of sales ever and I was at Attack IQ October of 2019. Uh so I know you guys probably heard about 2020. <laughs> uh so 2020 happened and uh it was a rough, rough year. So um over the course of about a year and a half, I ended up uh, leaving and I Wasn't sure that sales was for me. And again, everything could have been totally different had 2020 not happened. Right. So, but 2020 kind of took us all by surprise. And um, then I went into uh, a channel sales and I had uh, the most amazing woman, Tina Gravel, um, kind of uh, talked me into trying channel. And I said, I don't know if I really like sales. And about five months later, I said, Um, I gotta go. I I don't like sales. I love people, but I don't, this is just not what I want to do. I want to be more technical. I love learning. And, uh, I learned by the way you do learn a lot in sales um it really helps with the acronym soup <laughs> um getting to know different positions that uh companies uh do it is a good way to break into cybersecurity if you are unsure you think you um you can you can try it you know try that's my biggest thing is that you don't know until you try right so Um, And also during this time, back in 2019, um, I became part of the Haunted Hacker community with Mike Jones. And uh, uh, that's actually Chris, I think where I met you originally was back in the day on an interview that he did with you. And so that was pretty awesome. And um, he's, you know, he's a great, uh, you know, mentor and friend. And um, it's, you know, through working with him with all of that, it's just been really, really amazing. And it built a a bigger network, right? And so, obviously, being in sales, I built a network because that's part of what sales does. And then, uh, through the haunted hacker community, I really got to know a lot of people. Um, and then, currently, I'm working with Mike Jones at Ideal Integrations, and they're absolutely amazing. Well, it's Blue Bastion, which is like their cybersecurity side. Um, and he's uh, he's been a great mentor and stuff, and everything, you know, the people there are just absolutely amazing. Um, and then I also started a nonprofit that's kind of I was telling you about before the show that is um, basically an umbrella. I want to support all of the nonprofits that are doing great work to help people break into cyber. So I support uh, Blacks in Cybersecurity. I'm part of the board here in Colorado for Women in Cybersecurity. I do work with uh, Cyberorg, um, the Black Girls Hack. You know, I support all of like in, um Women in cyber jujitsu, you know, if you're doing great work, I want to support you under my nonprofit called the Empire of We. Like I said, it's an umbrella that supports everyone trying to do what we're doing.
0: Well, share the link for that. That way, uh, our audience members will be able to view that. I know with regards to supporting nonprofits, um, I support one as well here, supporting the whole cyber human initiative, where we help provide individuals with a guided path into cyber. So uh, supporting nonprofits is definitely something that I support as well. Um, So tell us, um, you joined uh, Attack IQ, I'm guessing. Was that your first uh, venture into tech and cyber?
1: Uh with cyber, yes. Yeah. I uh I did a little uh stint over um at PAX 8, which is another great company. Matt is currently there. Um they're here locally in Denver and they're a great company. Huge sales org. It just I I I got sick a lot. There was 300 people in a shared kitchen and it just wasn't the best fit. And so I decided I'm not gonna stay somewhere um where I just it wasn't. Again, that was my beginning that should have been my sign. I didn't like sales. <laughs> so, uh but at the same time, uh they're a great org. They they really do promote from within and do stuff, but they're not quite cyber focused, and so Attack IQ was my first one. And so they do breach and attack simulation. Uh, using the MITRE ATT&CK framework. So I got to learn a lot about MITRE ATT&CK frameworks. And like I said, all of the acronym soups that come <laughs> with becoming in cyber, um, which has helped me out on the the other side of things. So
0: yeah, t- tell us about uh, what did you have to do to go from <laughs> no cyber experience to being able to talk the, the alphabet soup of abbreviations? of attack simulation and the, the haunted hacker community that you joined, like, what, how did you learn cyber and share that with the audience for other sales folks that might be uh, going through your journey as well?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, most of it, the biggest thing is listening, right? So um, if somebody is willing to talk and listen, uh, talk to you, listen. Um, I talk to a lot of engineers and that's also why I kind of wanted to switch because I really like that that community. Um, and so, uh, you know, I went on, I was building a network on LinkedIn. I was reading a lot of information. Obviously we had training at attack IQ, um, that really helped out with that as well. Um, but people will tell you if you're wrong and a lot, this has become a very collaborative, um, community of sharing and it used to not be as much because, you know, everybody still thinks about hackers as like the hoodie in the dark basement and <laughs> right. <laughs> and so um you know, the biggest thing is I just paid attention and I just, you know, I learned as I went, um, if I was wrong, I would admit it. Um, and so, um, it was, it was just, it's more of like when you're talking to somebody trying to really understand where they're coming from, why it's important, why I annoyed you when I called or <laughs> there's a, there's a whole lot of things, but, um, listening is something that I try to do, um, when somebody is talking to me. It's usually pretty preferred.
0: <laughs> you, you mentioned as a salesperson that you, like building a network was something that you had to do. And for folks that are breaking into cybersecurity, we always highly recommend that. So mm-hmm. what what's your approach in reaching, researching and then reaching out to the right people at the right time?
1: Um the biggest thing is yeah doing research OSINT right so you kind of check and verify obviously we've run into a lot of things where numbers are wrong or they're personal cell phones and people really hate when you call personal cell phones Um, and uh, you know I don't blame them so uh, you know kind of just doing a little bit of OSINT uh, making sure that you're really paying attention again doing you know Going to different activities. So, either locally through meetups here. Um, I just got back to Denver at the beginning of this year because I had gone to San Diego. I was in Las Vegas. I kind of kept going like just the same route up through from California back to Colorado. Um, and so, uh, you know, joining different groups, uh, you know, watching different LinkedIn live things and making and supporting people. A big part of this is supporting people. Um, And again, volunteer work is really important um, to me, at least. And I think it's important for everyone to be able to get into those programs and talk to these people that are doing great work. So you can find mentorship. Um, That's one of the reasons I joined uh, Women in Cybersecurity, WISIS, WISIS, however you want to call it. Um, But Mm -hmm. they're a great organization um, and, you know, finding mentorship and you can connect with people that are going through that same journey with you. And so that's also another reason I started the empire of we is I wish I had had those resources when I was much younger. I wish I would have known about this community when I was much younger, how to, that I was going to be accepted, you know, cause this has always been a boys club for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And um, and that's what we need to change. We need to change um, the diversity in all different types of ways, not just gender, um, but every in mindset, it's a mindset thing. Um, and I think that if you want to be in this community, you can do it. I was, I was scared, honestly. I mean, even before I switched sales, I went to RSA, um, Black Hats. Um, I looked at the vendors. I re- I did a lot of research, um, mm-hmm. watched a lot of demos. I, you know, I wanted to work, um, at a place that I liked the product and, uh, knew I was going to make an impact as well. So, you know, those are other things that you can do, but a big part is just joining organizations that you can find on LinkedIn through other people. So um, I guess that's, I guess that's
0: the answer. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, we have some um, some viewers just shouting out, hello. Mm-hmm. Um, Hi hello. everybody. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Feel free to send in your questions. Um, if you have any questions in the chat, um, As you can see, Kim's continuously learning and sharing different ways that uh, she has learned in her adventure. When it comes to being more inclusive, what are some of the ways that um, you've shared in the communities that you've joined or you've noticed that they've done to be more inclusive that the rest of us could follow?
1: Um, the biggest thing is just asking, right? So um, finding those organizations that, um, like I mentioned, you know, Blacks in cybersecurity, uh, the Haunted Hacker has done a great job of like interviewing and bringing people in. So we ha- we brought in um, Blacks and Cyber, uh, Black Girls Hack, um, and just having and sharing their story and how they're helping the community and getting those people connected to the right people. Um, it's, it's a really interesting time because as we all know, there's this whole thing of you've got to have five plus years in an entry level. Um, you have to have a degree. This was a community built by people without degrees. There wasn't a degree in it. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we change that by doing those things too? It makes it less inclusive. Um, you can't, tell somebody who has no money to go get a degree. But if they can build a box and they can hack it, (laughs) maybe you should give them a shot, right? Um, And we've got to change different ways of how we look at stuff. Um, You know, back when paper resumes were a thing, um, you know, going in, handing them in, faxing them in, or whatever, and you'd go in for the interview, you know, there's always going to be some type of bias, right? But now with HRIS systems, which are the, you know, electronic, you know, work days and stuff like that, there's a lot of algorithms built in and learning how to hack those um, is helpful. Um, and so one of the biggest things is just um, finding a different way to test for what you're actually hiring for, and because I used to work in HR, I please stop yelling at HR people. <laughs> they don't have; they're just, hey, we're hiring for this. Here's what we're, our require. They don't know, so they're just, and if they're not given those parameters, so talk to your HR people. Tell them what you're looking for. Um, you know, there was a excellent recruiter that worked with uh, the MSP that I was at here and she actually would come in and say what are you hiring for and she would create testing based on those so you you would find the resume you would bring them in and go okay well we're hiring for this position these are some of the things that you are going to be doing in this position and this is how we're going to hire you if you do well because some people can do well on paper but they can't actually produce anything so um, you know changing the way we hire is a big part of that and also allowing internships and I would really love to see more like apprenticeship programs uh, from colleges um, through to businesses, um, and that's a big part of it.
0: What can we do to do that? What What are some of the ways that you've seen that has worked for creating apprenticeships? Because they're different than it's, internships,
1: correct? Um, and so, it's a you know. Talk, we have to talk as a community from the C-suite all the way down. It's about communication. How do we make this work? Um, you're if you're always looking for a unicorn, you're never gonna get it. So my I like I kind of my saying is, you know, hire someone, train them, and give them a bullhorn. That is your unicorn. Um I would rather you if you're paid less, let's say you're going to hire a a senior software, you know, cyber engineer for $110,000. Why don't you bring someone in that maybe is mid-level or less at, you know, uh, thousands of dollars less, right? You know, I don't, let's say a hundred, if it's, let's say, let's go with 130 and we'll do it to like a hundred. I know these are all just made up you know, kind of parameters, but, you know, bring in somebody a little bit less experienced and let them get to that senior level or continue to go further down, hire five people at a much less lesser rate. Um, I know the big thing is they're already, they're not getting the funding that they need in cyber We're starting to, because all of these things are happening, Um, you know, the problem is if we're not hiring people that want to get into this industry, there's a good chance they could go onto the the wrong side and we don't want them there. So how do we prevent future attacks? We help people make money and have a good life, no matter what their educational background is. If they're trying, try to get them in, figure out a way, give them a different position, um, I don't know. Those are some of my thoughts, but again, it's not a huge program right now. So, as a community, we need to talk about it. How do we get more apprenticeships in? Um, work with schools. Uh, there's uh, we have University of Colorado here. Uh, Colorado Springs was at our last uh, CISO event for the women in cybersecurity. And they were talking about the apprenticeship programs, like we're not going to let you just take one of our students and leave you with them. We'll help you with that apprenticeship. They're not coming in without mentorship and other things like that. Create mentorship programs. That's another one internally.
0: Yeah, those are great examples. And I think sometimes um, if a company doesn't have um, an apprenticeship program or doesn't have an internship program, Don't be afraid to ask if they could create one, because it could be that they've never had the time. They've never had the the idea to create it. And you could be the one to help them set up that structure and then potentially help more interns in the future.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, The biggest I mean. We have to work together you know, at no point, again, it goes back to money making business units and all this. It's again, we need to think more holistically, like a community that we are, and we're trying, how do we get that message further up? And it's finally starting to happen. But I don't I would rather it not be happening because people are getting hacked and losing money, and privacy, and all kinds of different things. Um, Obviously, we're since 2020, we've had a uptick in uh, attacks. We've had, you know, uh, all kinds of things, you know, the world is kind of in a a weird place right now. Um, And I, you know, it's 2022 T O O we are continuing that mindset. um, And it's good to see that the governments are finally kind of going, Hey, but we also have to, we have as a community a right to make sure we're informing people that aren't in our community, what's really going on. Um, Mm -hmm. talking about privacy and how why it's important because we don't need to think about us right now which is what a lot of us do it doesn't matter till we get hacked and it doesn't matter i'm not doing anything wrong we have to think about the future generations um and it's you know opening that communication and how are we working and it it it's going to be slow, kind of like all, a lot of things, but it's good to see that we're kind of taking a, some steps in the right direction.
0: And for the, for those that want to help nonprofits like you're doing, what are some of the, west, the best ways that they could do that?
1: Uh, go, go to their websites. Um, I will post some, I will send out some uh, links for all of the different organizations. Um, meetup.com get 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 involved in your local community um meetup.com has a lot of different resources um here in denver there is a hacker house called DenHack um, that you can sign up and go uh go to um there's OWASP meetings in a lot of different cities if there's not one find out how you can create one um be part of the solution and when you make a commitment commit to it so um, and remember, this is not about us. It's not about you or me. It's about we. And that's where the empire of we kind of came from, too. Um, I we have to think about how we can help our community. If it's not being done and it's something you want to see, do it. Yeah. It, it. Find a way, find a mentor, find somebody. Um, I love connecting people. I love it. It's Like, that's what brings me joy is when I meet, I can connect two people and those two people can either be a mentor, mentee, or they find a group where they finally feel involved with. Um, So join these different groups. Um, Again, I'll send out um, some links. I'll try to get all of those. It's kind of hard to do both right now at the same time. (laughs) I'll probably do that after this show, everyone. Um, My my nonprofit hasn't done the website yet, um, only because um, I was telling Chris, I had a had a snafu hiring some, a group to set up my nonprofit correctly. So uh, (laughs) we'll, uh, you know, I'll get, I'll get that more rolling. Um, I'm also in current process of building up my prison bus, which will be taken around the country. Once I get it built out, it's going to be a mobile off-grid cyber range because this is also a community of creativity and that's what people forget. And that's another thing we need to stop talking about freaking money, people. (laughs) <laughs> like, you have to be here because you love breaking things and making things it is a community of creativity it is not a criminal organization <laughs> uh it's every people that are looking out for people that don't understand this we are protectors we are cyber heroes you know we there's all kinds of things you know that we we call ourselves we love it you know because again we're creative we you know we like our capes and things, not just
0: our hoodies. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for those that, for example, you're looking for experience, you might not have the experience. You mentioned like how you reached out to uh, charities and small businesses. Mm-hmm. What what other ways do you see that um, individuals can gain experience in those ways?
1: So there are a lot of free and low cost resources um that are online. They're everywhere. Um, my biggest concern right now is that if too again, going back to if we have too many people that can't get into the industry and some malicious group is trying to, you know, get a teenager to, hey, I'll give you this if you can do X, Y, or Z. If they're mm-hmm. not making money and a living, they're going to go to the wrong side. So we want to make sure that they're getting the free and low cost resources that never existed before like youtube so there are you know tons of free youtube videos to watch um, a lot of these nonprofits and local groups can help you if you can't afford to get a computer um, and different things. They might be able to help you with computers, um, getting you um cert- certification uh like exemption forms. Obviously, certifications are big. There's a lot of free ones. Microsoft has a lot of free ones. A lot of the bigger companies like Google and Microsoft um, have these free certification programs. Um I currently am so sans I am I'm enrolled in sans and I'm just starting my journey uh to finish my bachelor's I never finished it in accounting cuz I knew I knew how to do accounting why would I go get a freaking degree in it that's silly <laughs> um and I knew it wasn't like what I was really passionate about so um ironically though I love learning so I just kept taking courses and you have to have 70 Credits in order to finish your bachelor's with them. And it's cheaper than actually going to get all the certifications as well. So if you have some money, you can do programs like that. They have um, a great, uh, like, I forgot what it's called, but you can pay later, but it's only for a yeah. small percentage of people. Um, you know, I hate people going into debt. I do not go into debt uh, for school. I think that's ridiculous. Um, the expectations. Um, there's too many people that have all kinds of degrees and never worked once in it. I went into accounting and started taking accounting degree, you know, towards my accounting degree. All of my electives, by the way, were like biology, chemistry. People thought I was crazy. And I'm like, but that's, I love sciences, you know, Mm -hmm. like, um, so do what makes you happy. And, um, you know, hopefully we can get away from this whole, like you have to have a degree thing soon because it's really ridiculous because, Too many people don't never go for what they actually take school for. I mean, who knows what they want to do at 18? I'm sorry, like, not many. I mean, personally, not many people do.
0: I'm 35 and I barely know what I (laughs) want to
1: (laughs) do. I'm going to probably keep failing and it's okay because that's how you learn what you like to do. Like, it's, you don't know until you do it. There is a whole different thing. School is, does not teach you how to be in a workplace. School does not teach you management skills too much. I mean, it does. I mean, if you're really involved in like leadership programs at your school and different things, but, um, you know, go online, look up, you know there's uh gerald azure uh jacks mike yep. um uh you guys oh gosh so many different people in our community are just amazing i actually if you go onto my linkedin page i i pinned it into one of my my stories because it's like um i introduced several people introduce people that you found in the community uh i talk about it to everyone i was talking to someone uh, locally hear about sewing something for me, like a tailor. And they mm. were talking about a friend who took a boot camp. That's another option if you have some money. Um, but do you have they were taking a boot camp for coding and they're trying to get out of the restaurant industry. And I said, send me, hey, I can help them if they're having problems. Let me see if I can get them started with connecting people um, and trying to get them work. Because again, if you're dedicated to it, Let's get you hired. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, ab- absolutely. And w- one of the things that I, I love about you is um, your, your passion for continuously experimenting and, and finding new ways. Wow. I, I can't believe the time already. We've already yeah. went through our half hour. We're going to have to call you back, Kim, and <laughs> talk, about, talk some more. But um, well, thank you Well, hopefully next for- time
1: I'll have more on my my prison bus coming up. Maybe I can do a live live stream from there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there you go. Um, For those of you joining us on LinkedIn, Kim's profile is below. Follow her, follow me, follow the podcast. For those of you joining us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button down below. Hit the notification button and we'll pop up the next time. And for those of you on Twitch or other platforms, uh, just follow us, share us. We really need the sharing aspects so that we can have more people in this industry uh, yep. like Kim. That's a big point. Yes, exactly. Um, m- more people, from different backgrounds, have that diversity come in. Um, we really need that, that, the problem solving like Kim has from all her experiences. So share, share away and uh, come join us next week uh, for another edition of Breaking into Cybersecurity. Thank you so much, Kim.